So I said, just because you qualify for $500,000 doesn't mean you want to have a $3,000 mortgage. Mm -hmm. I said, when we get to the closing table, I don't want you to be sitting there like, oh my God, I hope my job gives me overtime. Oh my God, if I do, uh-uh, uh-uh. I want you to be happy. I want you to be comfortable. Welcome to the Authentic Wellness Podcast. This is where I, Sophia, a real woman, speak to real women and some men about issues that matter to all of us. Now, without further ado, let's talk about it. Welcome to another episode of the Authentic Wellness Podcast. I am Sophia Antoine, your host. Today, I have Melissa Victor with us. She is just waking up just like me because we are experiencing an early morning time change. But you know what? It's okay. We're here together. We have our coffee and we are ready to chat with you. Melissa, welcome. Thank you for being with me today. Can you go ahead and introduce yourself to the listeners? Good morning, Sophia. Thank you so much for having me. I'm Melissa Victor. I own a real estate brokerage in Orlando, Florida. I have been in property management for about 20 years or so, managing properties and Always had a passion for real estate, but was always afraid to step out on faith and work on commission only. You know, at that time I had small kids. So I um, held my real estate license for a while before doing anything with it. And one day I just kind of had a issue at my job and I asked God what to do. He said, reconcile your petty cash, put your keys on the table and walk out. And I did just that. Um, I was very scared again. Um, yes, my kids were a little older. Uh, one was finishing up high school and one was in high school as well, but a lower grade. And, um, it was really, really scary. I remember getting in my car and crying and asking God, what am I going to do? I pulled over, slapped my magnets on my real estate magnets on my car because I didn't have them on my car always because I was a property manager and I didn't want my residents calling my cell phone as my cell phone was on that uh, magnet because they will take advantage of that. Mm. Um, and I remember driving to my, um, after I got my composure, finished crying, I went to my real estate office and said, guess what? I'm full-time now. And I took it from there. Um it was so scary. I remember telling my husband, you know, he was like, you didn't want to talk about this uh, prior. And, you know, I did make a very good salary. I was, you know, uh, in the business for 20 years and it was consistent with uh, benefits and I had medical AFLAC retirement. Long story short, I, I just told my husband, listen, I'm going to do what I have to do. I'm not going to let this family down. But I literally could not take being at that job anymore. I had a boss that was really, um, I felt like she took advantage of single moms. You know, at the time before I got married, I was at that business. So I started with her and I'm not going to lie. I was struggling. It was, it was tough, you know, with two kids trying to keep them in sports, trying to give them extracurriculars. I was by myself. Yes. About a year before I left, I got married. So I wasn't a single mom anymore, but she took advantage of people like myself that, you know, kind of like, you know, you really need your job. So I know no matter how I treat you, you're going to stay because you have children to feed. Um, I ended up just going crazy on social media, posting, um, Hey, I'm a realtor. Hey, you know, anybody need to buy or sell a house? Now, mind you, I had my real estate license, but I wasn't very experienced. Um, 
And I just remember going crazy with flyers and you watching YouTube videos, you know, how to be a successful realtor, uh, making bandit signs, putting them out. Um, I remember a old resident that I gave her first apartment to in 2001, reached out to me on Facebook and she said, Mel, you're a realtor. And I said, yes. And she said, can you come to my house on Sunday? I want to list my house. I'm wow. so excited, but I've never written a contract before. So I remember talking to somebody at the real estate company. They were like, listen, how well do you know her? I'm like, well, I've known her for a while. I said, I haven't talked to her in years, but I remember back in 2001 and fast forward back, um, I quit my job in January of 2019 and I hadn't seen her since maybe 2004 um, because she was in the apartment complex for a few years. Um, So I went to her house. It was so funny because I printed all the paperwork, but I didn't know exactly how to fill it out. So here I am with a folder with all the real estate documents, not sure which one applies to her. um, And she gives a beautiful home, beautiful home, beautiful neighborhood. Um, she gives me a tour and I tell her, I'm honest. I'm like, listen, I am going to work so hard on this, but I need you to know this is my first listing. And she's like, Mel, I trust you. She said, you took a chance on me in 2001 and I trust you. So she literally signed all the documents and didn't even really know what she was signing, you know? I took them back to my office that Monday. I'm like, oh my goodness, I have a listing. I got trained on everything, went back to her house Monday night when she got off work and said, okay, this is what you signed, but let's go over the documents. And I listed her house. And then she stated, um, well, Mel, now that I'm downsizing, I need to find another house. So I had a, a, I had kind of a double sale in one. Within about 45 days, I brought in $18,000. That's magnificent. Yes. So that first, was, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, first of all, there's nothing wrong with an ugly cry. So <laughs> um, I can, um, I just got the visual of you sitting on the side of the road, like on I-4 or something, just <laughs> sitting there, just bawling your eyes out. But then after you get all of that out, I, and this is just my imagination, correct me if I'm wrong. Like after you get all of that out, all of that toxic stuff, here comes the infilling of strength and you right. get back on the road and you, you go do what you have to do. So kind yeah. of, did, it, did it happen that way? It happened exactly that. I was not in I-4 though. I pulled over in a 7-Eleven parking lot and I just cried it out, slapped on my magnets. And, and you're so right, Sophia, because I remember crying. I remember calling my husband and, you know, at that time he couldn't really talk. And I was like, listen, I just quit my job. And he's like, what? And he's like, babe, you don't think we should have talked about it or you should have given notice? And I said, listen, I, I saw, I'm sorry. I just got to that point where my boss made a comment that was, and, and you know, I'll just say it. I got into a very bad car accident with my husband and we lost our daughter. Um, I was pregnant. Um, unfortunately, my daughter didn't survive. Uh, I was at the nine month mark. It was 23 hours after I got married. And I, I was broken. I was upset. I was angry at God. I was angry at the world. Um, the normal male goes into any job and I don't care what it is. Um, and give 200%. -hmm. When that happened, um, I went back to work and honestly, I did my eight hours and left. My boss wasn't used to that. 
She wasn't used to the mail coming in an hour late, staying two hours um, after the, the the office closed, the, the, the emails coming through eight, nine, 10 o'clock, the, the coming in on a weekend and painting speed bumps and hanging blinds with maintenance because we have a major inspection with the state. And she was used to that mail. So when that mail took a pause and said, okay, from nine to six, I'm going to work. But when six o'clock comes, I need to go home because I'm just not in my right place. You know, I'm broken. I'm hurt. I'm angry. So yeah, it did affect my work, but not to the point of where I didn't do it. What affected is they didn't get all the free time Mel would give them. They didn't get the, I'm at home and they're getting emails from me 11, 12 o'clock at night. Hey, X, Y, Z, this is going on. This is what I have. And, um, she pretty much told me on January 9th of, of 2019, she said to me on the phone, you know, you are a great manager, but it's time to get over what happened to you because Ooh. it's affecting your work. I, I had to go. I literally sat on my desk and I remember I was, my assistant came to me and was looking at me. She's like, what's wrong? And I just, I kind of just sat there. And I said, give me a second. And I got up and I was like, you know what? I think my time here is done. I prayed and literally, and it's maybe, you know, to some people to be crazy. God said, reconcile your petty cash, make a copy of it, put your keys on the desk, send an email and walk out. And I, 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 I sat there and I'm thinking, cause you know, you know, God has never let me down. And I, I definitely thank him for everything that I have. Um, and for getting me through some tough times. Mm -hmm. But sometimes, you know, I say I trust, but then I'm still worrying. And right. I worried briefly for a second, but then I said, no, no, I can't deal with this lady. And before I really tell her how I feel about her, let me just leave and, and, and leave it that way. And that's what I did. Um, so, but you're right. After the ugly cry in the 7-Eleven parking lot, it was okay. You got to boss up. You got two kids at home. You got one kid that's about to be going to college soon. So boss up. And it was, I wiped my tears, slapped on some makeup and I bossed up. And uh, about a year later, mm -hmm. I decided, you know what? I want to be my own broker. I want to open my business. I want to help people. Because I also remember when I first got into the industry, nobody wanted to help me. Every time I asked for help, it was pretty much, oh, you know, you can give Sarah 50% uh, of your commission and she can help you. Like, no, ma'am, I don't want to give 50% of my commission for a two minute question or a minute question. So Google was my best mm -hmm. friend. And I remember when I got my first listing, I, um, an agent asked me for something and I remember driving home and I said, listen, bear with me. I don't know what I'm doing. Let me figure it out. And he said, oh girl, I got you. When you get home, FaceTime me. And that oh, agent man. walked me through my listing. His client bought the property I was selling. Mm -hmm. And to this day, we are good friends. And um, even though we work for two you know, separate companies, there is nothing I won't do for him. Right. It, it's just, just like that. Well, let, let me say, I ain't all the way safe. So if you still have something that you need to tell sis that, that told you that, I can go say it and I'll repent later. <laughs> so... I, you know, just, I'm good. I, you know, it was okay. really rough, but I'm good now. Okay. Cause listen, I, I'm, I'm still at that stage <laughs> where it's like, I, I can still cuss a little bit and, um, God knows that I'm, I'm still a work in progress. So listen, anytime. I'm a cussing Christian. I tell okay. people that all the time. I Girl, said, listen, you, listen. I said, 
my cousin Christian. Um, the Lord knows that and he's working with me and I'm mm -hmm. his child. I'm his mm -hmm. child regardless. Okay. Okay. As long as we're on the same page. Oh, yes, I, I, I will cuss you. I will cut you. Just listen. Oh, thank you. I'll I'm, I'm so you. glad. I'll cuss you out, cut you and then pray for you after and move on with my life. Exactly. I will pray for your healing and both of us will, will be all right. Yeah. Okay. So I'm a girl. Yes. So, because <laughs> that thing just touched me in my soul. One, because to say that to a person that's still grieving, whether she realized that what grief entails, because you can't put a time limit on that. And let me say, I'm so sorry for your loss. I've never lost a child. And I, I pray that I, I never have to experience that. But that is just, I, I'm still at a loss for words because I, I have tears now. I'm still at a loss for words for that, for someone to have the audacity to cross your boundaries like that instead of being understanding. So not only did she cross a personal boundary, she crossed a, a professional boundary in not having that, that empathy that a, a boss or a supervisor should have for someone, period. Right. And that is the problem with the world we live in. You know, mm -hmm. I remember just how I was treated. I remember, you know, and I, I'm going to be honest with you. I am very, um, I, like I said, I'm a cousin Christian. I'm not perfect and I don't pretend to be. I will have my, my scotch when I want it. I will have my glass of wine, sometimes a bottle. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I am, I do believe in just being a good human, just being a good human. Yes. And um, that's what we lack. We lack that. We lack helping people, even in the industry that I'm at, it's, well, what are you going to do for me? Like mm -hmm. what happened to just, it takes a village. What happened to just helping somebody because it's just the right thing to do. It's right. because you never know, you know, people watch me now and you know, they, you know, some people are like, oh my gosh, you know, you have everything. You have the nice car, you have the brokerage, honey. I was struggling. I was bartending. I was trying to sell houses. I was doing what I had to do to keep my family, you know, on top because there were times, yes, coming in, I was blessed and I made 18,000 off the bat, but then I went five months without commission. And mm. then I really had to learn the real estate world. And every time I asked for help, Sophia, it was, oh, well, if you pay this person, you pay that person. I remember going to a broker and telling him, hey, you know, I want to be a broker. No, you don't. No, you don't. You don't want to be a broker. I remember leaving that business, that office and going to another office. And I met this one broker, his name is Mo, and he works for Remax. And um, he was probably the best thing that happened to my life. I did stay long only because I ended up opening my own brokerage. I took advantage of COVID and I, when it was really, you know, we didn't know what was going on, if real estate agents were essential or not. So I didn't tell anybody. And I went and took my broker's class for 10 days straight, 10 hours a day. I took my broker's class and I went to the exam and I didn't tell anybody. And I passed the exam and I remember calling my husband, calling my sister and my sister was like, what the heck? Wait, what? And she's like, oh my God. And I opened my business and I said, you know what? I'm going to try. I'm not taking 70%, um, 50%, 60% of people's commission. I do an 80-20 split for a brand new person and I train them and I mentor them. And I said, I am not going to do what was done to me. So my brokerage is totally different. Um, I am supportive 
I am there. I am 24. I'm available 24 seven. I tell my people, you know, if you can't show a house, let me know. I'll show it for you. If you have a listing presentation and you're nervous, let me know. I'll go with you and be your backup. When you have an open house, I'm going to come help you put your signs out and show you how to rock your open house. And, you know, that's what it's about for me, Sophia. Yes, it's great money. And I'm going to tell you not to put my business out there. But I went from having negative in the bank. And now I can literally go in the store and buy whatever I want and not have to do like Kevin Hart. You know, I got a checking and a savings <laughs> and I got a transfer, you know, right. and by no means am I where I want to be, but I'm comfortable and I'm thankful. And this would have never happened if I didn't trust myself, bet on myself and put my faith in God. And I'll tell you this. I think everything that happened was meant to, it was meant for her to tell me what she told me because I am so loyal. I would have never left because, oh, well, they don't have anybody. Oh, my residents need me. Oh, you know, I gained, you know, I worked there for years. I was very close with my residents, especially my older ones. So it was like, and I still talk to them this day and I still see a couple of them. Um, So yeah, I think it was definitely my time and my season. And I think if I would have prematurely stepped out on faith prior, it wouldn't have went down the way it did and build me and build my business and build my career. And, you know, I'm just thankful. And I just want to continue growing and helping people and showing them that when people tell you no, that means you have potential. When people turn you away, when you open your mouth and you say, you know what, I think I want to be a broker and somebody knocks you down without questioning you that's because they're intimidated and they see what what you have and they know you can be a better broker than them. Absolutely. And you took the words right out of my mouth in regards to um, it happened for a reason. Mm -hmm. Like you, I am loyal to a fault and I will forgive and I'll overlook and I'll forgive and overlook again. But you finally just got to that place where God said, my child, you've had enough and it's time for you to go. So I I am so glad for that for you and just the type of broker you've become because you are there to inspire other people, people who probably would not have stepped out on faith had they not heard your story, had had you not, you know, been the type of person to just willingly give help. And like you, when I decided to become a life coach, what I did was I went back to school to get a marketing degree. Because I didn't want to be one of these sleazy people that's going to pull a bait and switch on people. Right. And there's a lot of them out there. Yes. Just taking people's money. So I I am so glad for this setup, this appointment, because I was like, oh, man, I missed it. And once you were referred to me, I was like, okay, she's the real estate and she does this. And only because the person that referred you to me, I was like, okay, we're going to do it. And I'm so glad. I'm so glad because these are things people need to hear because just because you were a single mother doesn't mean people should sleep on your talents. And just exactly. because you're new at something doesn't mean that you can't do it. So you're encouraging so many of our listeners just by sharing this. And we haven't even gotten into your real real estate journey yet. Right. And, you know, I'm going to tell you something. Um, it, it, Really, you know, this appointment, you know, as we're talking and as I'm saying these things, we're 
I definitely needed this because, you know, I had a rough week last week. Um, I myself am purchasing a home and it was supposed to close on the 29th and then it's not closing. And now we're just waiting. And um, I got to see uh, a different aspect of what I do. You know, yes, I'm caring with my clients. Yes, I go above and beyond. But now I'm the young lady that was supposed to close on October 29th. I'm clear to close. My end is good. Waiting on the sellers. And um, I had to I had to beg my landlord to give me an extra month. I all my stuff is packed up as we speak. I am sitting on my dining table and I have everything in boxes. We have a few plates out. We have a few cups out. <laughs> and you know, I have to dig through my boxes to find my heels sometimes or a purse to match. Um, but you know, it definitely it was such a rough week and it gave me a different insight as to what my clients go through. You know, because you always say, listen, everything happens to a re for a reason. But listen, when you're buying your first house and you do everything you can, you have to do to get there and then you, you get to closing day and you can't close and it's not because of something you did. It's heartbreaking. Absolutely. You know? And it's heartbreaking. And you have your mindset on this one house and you're like, okay, well, I can get out of the contract, but I don't want to. That's my house. I'm going to live in that house. So it, you know, today I needed this morning and I needed to remind myself um, how dope I am. Yes, you <laughs> are, girl. Sometimes we go through so much. And, and that was my last week. I, I came home Friday and, you know, not to put it out there, I'm human. I drank a whole bottle of sake and went to sleep. I'm like, I'm done. I am done. I am done with Friday. I'm done with this week. Mm -hmm. I, and, you know, in the middle of, of me wanting to cry, I'm still showing houses. I'm still going to closings last week. And I'm like, you know, on the inside, I'm crying you know, because I'm like, I want to close. Right. You know, mm -hmm. I want to move those boxes into my new big closet. But um, but I know everything does happen for a reason. And sometimes um, but I do think that, you know, on the flip side, I'm very grateful for this experience because now I can truly relate to my clients. Yeah. Absolutely. So, you can empathize yeah. and you can be more understanding and maybe you'll carry an extra um, packet of tissues because you know, and you can <laughs> talk to them from a place of knowledge. Exactly. And I think even though I treat my clients like royalty, I don't care if you're buying a $100,000 home. I've sold as low as $100,000 and I've sold as high as 1.2 million. And I treat them the same. And I, I, I give them the same guidance, the same love, the same attention, the same care, because again, it's such a, it's such a, a rough process. It's scary. It's, um, you know, you're, a lot of us are taking money out of our savings. We're taking money out of our 401k, but I tell you, and I, I've always been really good with my clients, but now I am just, I've learned something. And I tell people in real estate, you learn things every day. Mm -hmm. And now I've just learned you know, just a different aspect of it to be on the flip side, you know, and I'm in my forties purchasing my first house and, you know, I'm, I'm still proud and I'm still excited and I'm still ready to get to the closing table, but it definitely gives me insight on a client's perspective. And I'm glad for that. As you should be. I'm glad for you. I'm like, yes, you go. Because truth be told in my forties too, still haven't purchased my own house, but now I am encouraged. I am inspired to where I was like, oh, when, when I'm ready, I'm, I'm going to call Mel. You'd be so. better. And I'm going to jump on a plane and we're going <laughs> to find your dream house. Okay. Well, good. See, 
I'm Absolutely. Like, That's what it's about. My sister-in-law bought a house in South Carolina and you would have swore I was the real estate agent. Oh. I went to the inspection. I went to the closing. I was calling the lenders. I was like, okay, you know, and I did get a referral fee, but it wasn't about that for me. That's my sister-in-law and she's an amazing sister-in-law. Good. And, you know, she, she valued me so much that she called me for everything and we talked and we figured it out and she used my lender from here and then they transferred the file to South Carolina and it was just a really nice experience so I would it would be my pleasure to get on a plane and help you so anything you need or your listeners need you can call Mel absolutely will do will do so let's let's I guess go into real estate now what advice do you have for someone like ourselves, who are just at the beginning stages, what should they do? What should they look for? Just walk us through as much or as little as you can um, what we should do first, because sometimes we're at a loss. Do we even know that? we? How do we know that we want to purchase a house? So that's the first step. The first step, okay, so you want to purchase a house. So now you're at a crossroads. Can I purchase now or what do I need? I always tell people, find an agent and have a consultation. Consultations are free and you should not be charged for that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, even a consultation, you can have a consultation with me and you can be in another world, another state. It doesn't matter. I don't charge you for consultations, but you want to find a realtor that is patient, that is honest. Um, and I say that because I had a client the other day that had an amazing credit score, but she was going to be house poor. And I told her, I don't think this is a good idea right now. Maybe we need to do two things. Maybe we need to wait a little bit, or maybe we need to change what we're looking for. How do you feel about maybe a townhouse, something that, you know, is covered with the roof and the exterior and you don't have to worry about um, maintenance and what if the roof caves in or anything like that. And she said, so I said, just because you qualify for $500,000 doesn't mean you want to have a $3,000 mortgage. Mm-hmm. I said, when we get to the closing table, I don't want you to be sitting there like, oh my God, I hope my job gives me overtime. Oh my God, if I do, uh-uh, uh-uh. I want you to be happy. I want you to be comfortable. So the first thing is how much house do you want and how much do you want to pay? It's not what you're approved for because you could be approved for a million dollars. That doesn't mean you want a $10,000 payment. So it's just finding out what you want. It's knowing where your credit score is. It's, um, it's how much money do you have saved? Do you know what it entails? Do you have closing costs? Do you have your down payment? So it's all these things. And what I do is I do a consultation. We talk about all the things we talk about credit. We talk about money saved up. We talk about how much money you want to spend. And if it is realistic, I'm like, okay, I think we're good to go. The next step, I pair you with a lender. I have a lender that I use. Um, his name is Paul. He's amazing. Um, and the thing I like about him, Sophia, is I think he's like us. We can call him at eight o'clock at night with a question. Mm. I've dealt with lenders where, oh yeah, we leave at five o'clock on you know Monday to Friday, and we're you know we have a family, we have a life, and that's wonderful. But in our industry, my clients are mostly available on evenings and weekends yeah. because them too they work. Mm-hmm. So it's at that point, you'll get paired with a lender. Sometimes you may have your own lender. Some people say, well, you know, my credit union uh, said I'm approved. Okay. And that's when you start, you get pre-qualified, pre-qualified is the first step to get pre-qualified. 
once you get pre-qualified, then you have your letter, you're ready to rock and roll. And then you can begin to start viewing properties and you weigh your pros and cons and you see what you like. Now, there's another part to that. If you're not ready, that's okay too. Let's say your credit score was not where it wants to be, or maybe you need a couple more months to save up. You know, we have tax time coming up. We have uh, some companies give end of the year bonuses. So we take all this into consideration. So just because you're not ready now, I just work with you. I either pair you with um, my credit uh, counselor, who is Jennifer, who you, I think you know her, Sophia, very well. Mm-hmm. Um, I pair them with Jennifer and then Jennifer comes back to me and says, okay, they're ready to rock and roll. So I am not the type of agent that just says, oh, girl, your credit score 580. What are we going to do with that? I'm not that type of person. I remember meeting somebody in the Walmart parking lot and she, she said, I really like your car. And I said, thank you, honey. And she said, um, and we were both looking like bums. It was the (laughs) middle of COVID, girl, where we couldn't find toilet paper and paper towels. I was at a Walmart about an hour away from my house trying to get paper towels. And I finally found them and it was one roll. So I'm walking out in like sweats, a t-shirt, hair in a bun, mask, and this roll of paper towels. (laughs) And um, she had some paper towels in her hand too. And she, I remember she turned to me, she's like, oh my God, I like your car. And I said, thank you, honey. And she looked at my tag and it said, um, licensed realtor. And she said, oh my God, I want to get a house. I'm working on it. Young girl in her twenties. And she had a son, she was a single mom. And I, we stayed in contact for eight months. We stayed in contact. I'm like, girl, you working on that credit? You paying off that capital one. What you doing? What you doing? You saving your money. She called me and said, Miss Melissa, girl, I'm ready. I got pre-approved. Nice. And we got her a cute little, it was a two bedroom home, um, but it was so cute and it had a yard and all that stuff. So, you know, like I said, I'm not the agent that will turn you away because you're not there yet. But I do feel that it's very important to know where you're at and know your options. Even if you might figure out your options, say, you know what, Melissa, I don't think I want to buy a house and that's okay. But I think knowledge is power. Mm -hmm. Have the knowledge to know what you're up against what you can or cannot do. And then you go from there and decide what works best for you and your family. That's awesome. I am just so in love with you. I am girl crushing right now because (laughs) not so many people will do this, especially now. And it's just a breath of fresh air just to have this conversation with you. Yeah. And I think that's what, you know, sets me apart from a lot of realtors. Um, I, I am so tired of these realtors. They, they just want the commission. You know, yesterday I went to my sister's office. She's a property manager and she just gave me this lady's card. And she's like, Mel, um, her, her assistant called in. So she had to go into work. And she said, Mel, this lady came in here today and just started crying. She sold her house. Her house is in the process of closing in Hilton Head, South Carolina. She's making 300,000 profit. The realtor told her, oh, girl, don't worry. I'm going to give you a letter. You'll be able to move to Florida and get something. But technically, she has no job and no income. Mm. So she has 9000 in the bank right now. And then she is going to have a big sale on the 12th. Oh, no, I think the 6th or 5th or of December. And But she can't qualify for anything. My sister couldn't rent her apartment because, yeah, you have 9000 in the bank. Yeah, you're going to have money, but you have no income. Right. How am I going right. to pre-qualify you? So she cried. I felt bad. I called her up and I'm like, listen, let me see if I can find a private lender that'll work with you. We'll send in your contract. We'll send in everything and let's see what we can do. I said, and then maybe when you get your money, you can buy something small, maybe a townhouse, you know, something for 200,000 and you know, you'll be happy. 
Um, and she was on the phone crying. I don't know this lady, but I know. And she's like, my realtor pushed me to do this. My realtor was like, oh, I'll give you a letter. You'll be fine. And I've been to like 20 apartment complexes. Nobody will take me even in areas I didn't want to go. But that just goes to show you realtors just want the quick sale. We know as realtors, we don't have the power to write somebody a letter. Like, who are we? <laughs> I mean, who are we? <laughs> to right. say, yes, approve this person. I mean, you know, there's systems in place and there's things we can do and not do. And that's why I tell my clients, listen, I had another client I was going to list her house, but with the market, the way it is right now, I would sell her house in the same day. But guess what? She won't be able to find anything. And if she does, she'll exhaust all her money and literally break even on the transaction. If that, and I told her, honey, keep your house. These are your options. And she called me. She's like, no, thank you. She's like, thank you. Because you're right. I would have put myself in a predicament. Because the prices have gone up so much, you know? So yes, it's it's definitely great for a seller because you can get so much and there's so many bidding wars and so many things. But on the flip side, well, what about the person that's selling and needs to move? Like what mm -hmm. happens to them? And that's what realtors don't care about. They want that commission. They know if they put a house on the market, it's going to go without them having to even sell it because it's going to sell itself. So it's very important to me that I do not... Um, jump on the bandwagon of just a commission check because my name is everything. And I feel like in this business, I work on commission only. Uh, it takes one bad review. Um, I like to sleep at night when I do get to sleep, even though I'm a night owl, I like to sleep comfortably when I do get to sleep. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's just, you know, being, it goes back to just being a good person. Right. Just being a good human. Oh my gosh. I am so like I said, I'm fangirling, I'm crushing everything because it's the climate we are in, especially what I hear in the news about people just wanting to grab houses, they're waiving inspections and they're paying so much over what the asking price is. And other, the little people are getting priced out. So I'm so glad that you are there to advocate for us. Yeah. And I am the little people. And let me tell you something. I don't know where they're getting this 50,000. I had somebody outbid me $75,000 and said they'll put up the cash and waiving appraisals and waiving inspections. And listen, I don't believe in that. I don't care how bad you want a house unless you're filthy, filthy rich. And it doesn't matter to you if the freaking wall falls in 10 months later. And that's, again, I don't agree with that, but that's up to you. I, I, I put my stuff in writing, told my client not to waive appraisal. They decided mm -hmm. to, I put things in writing because it's, but I look at it like this, Sophia, even somebody like me, this is my first house, right? When I do get to my closing table and I get my first house, I'm already putting in money to fix it up. Well, you know, first of all, closing costs, down payment, I'm already 25 grand in, you know, then you want to fix it up. You want to put your touches on it. You want to yeah. decorate, right? How would you feel? You do all this, waive the appraisal and then, or waive the inspection and you have, um, mold or termites or something so significant or their pool is cracked and it's an $8,000 leak. It's like, I know Sophia, I'm not prepared for that. I don't want to deal with that. So I don't want my clients to deal with that. And I tell them like, listen, you're already pulling money out of your 401k. You need your 401k. Yeah. It's good to pull money out and buy your house. I think it's better to own your own asset if you're in a position to do so versus renting because rents are ridiculous. I am renting right now and I'm almost at $2,000 a month and my mortgage is going to be 1410. Wow. On a four bedroom, two bathroom house with a pool. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, 
And that's what my more, that's what my rent is because I've been here for four years. There's one that just came up two uh, doors down from me, 2,300. It's ridiculous. And, and you know, it's, it's just absurd. So I am very big on not waiving your appraisal and not waiving your inspection because I believe when you're buying something and you're into, uh, uh, this is the biggest purchase of your life. When you buy something, you need to know what's underneath your house, on the side of your house. And don't get me wrong, things happen. Your toilet might overflow, things happen. But I mean, you know, the big things that that you're not expecting, you know? So I think it's so important. It's so important to do your appraisals. And I, I had a client and she was defeated and it took us six months. And I followed up with her the other day. We finally closed. And she said, Mel, I put you through hell. I said, I know. I said, but I love you. And she said, oh my God. And we started laughing. She's like, you know, my husband and I were just talking. I said, I put that girl through hell. I don't know how she dealt with me. She said, but I'm so glad that you made us wait. She said, we got more for our buck. We got a new construction home. She said, it's beautiful. Everything is fully warranted. She said, the neighbors are awesome. She's like, I'm very, very happy. I waited six months. And I'm telling you, girl, we were seeing houses every day, every weekend. So it wasn't just a, you know, we're talking. We were like, at one point I told my sister, I'm like, girl, my car don't run on love. And they just got me going <laughs> everywhere they went. It's like, my car take prima money. To, I need to figure something else, switch cars with my husband or something. Because <laughs> they had me going an hour, two hours away. But you know, with, with, uh, after all that said and done, you know, they're happy. I'm happy. They're happy. And, um, it's, again, it goes back to just treating people good. Cause I'm going to tell you, once you treat people good, I know when someone is good to me, I, I, if I, even if I go to a restaurant to pick up food and they're nice, I will sit in my car and take time to write a review. Yeah. You know, I, and I've learned that and, and I never used to do that, but being in this industry, has taught me so much. And now I take time to do little things because I know how, what it is to be a small business owner. I know what it is to try to build your business, your brand, your restaurant, whatever it is you're building, you know, it, it, it it's a lot of hard work and, and sleepless nights and worrying and anxiety, but it's so worth it, especially if, you know, you're living your dream. Uh, this is definitely what I was meant to put, to be doing. This is what God intended for me to, to do with my life. And I certainly believe you because when you talk, you light up and it, it, there's something in your voice that I can hear. And I hope our listeners can hear that, you know, it, it seems like it, your whole existence is this. Yeah. So it, it's I, a beautiful thing. I love it. Sophia, even on my worst days, like Friday, I had a bad day and that was because of, and guess what? It wasn't even a bad day in totality, because I, I got an offer accepted on a house. I put in another offer on a house. I was just a little defeated because I'm human. You know, mm -hmm. I was a little defeated and I came home. I had some sake and I drank it and I said, you know what? I'm going to bed. And I just covered up under the blanket and went to sleep. And, you know, but I woke up the next day. I'm like, okay, let's figure out what my clients need. Yeah, you know, I, I love what I do, but I, and I've learned too, that it's okay to have a bad day. It's just not okay to carry that bad day on. It's okay. I've learned too that have your bad day, cry it out. It's okay to be upset about something, mm -hmm. but it's not worth letting it take over your whole life because tomorrow is not promised. And I used to be that person. I used to be that grudge holder. And I, I'm still a little grudge holder. I'm not going to lie, but I'm a grudge holder now that prays for you. Yeah. Before I was like, man, I don't care what happens to them, Sophia. They did me wrong. That's their karma. 
it needs to come get them now. <laughs> now I'm just like, I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to tell you how I feel because mm-hmm. I have also learned that nobody in this world gets to talk to me any kind of way. And that's what my old boss used to do. Talk to me any kind of way. And I'm like, wait, you don't get to do that. And, and I don't care who you are, whether you're my husband, my kid, my friend, my sister, you don't get to talk to me any kind of way. And the same goes for me. I don't get to treat you any kind of way. Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah. those, it's establishing those boundaries and, and it, it takes people a little bit of time to kind of get in the swing of things. But once they know that you have set your boundaries and you're going to hold firm to them, because people will try you, yeah. they will try you, but um, they'll, they'll get in line or they'll just have to get left. Absolutely. So that's good. But let me ask you, yeah. girl, why do you like soggy cereal? Girl, listen, I don't know. My son thinks it's the gross thing ever. I don't know why I like soggy cereal. And you know what else I like? Oh, my God. And please don't judge me. This is just me. I oh. like flat soda. What is wrong with me? What? I intentionally, I don't drink a lot of soda. But mm-hmm. if I do have a soda, I will leave the cap not open all the way so the fizz can get out. I, it's so weird. My husband, when we first started, he would, I would do that. So he would like grab it to throw it away. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, babe, it's flat. He's like, mm-hmm. I just, I just locked it up. I just closed it. You didn't have it closed. No, 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 no. Unclose it and put it back. I didn't ask you to throw it away, buddy. I didn't ask. And he just looks at me like, you're so weird. <laughs> but yeah, well, you know, cereal and flat soda. Who? Why? I don't know. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. So wait, what kind of cereal? Any kind? Anytime. My favorite is Raisin Bran. Mm, you are mm-hmm. weird. <laughs> I'm weird as heck, girl. I'm weird. Yeah. But I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you on the soda because my favorite flat soda is Sprite. Same here. Same yeah. here. Yes. 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 So, okay. I can go tell my husband that I'm not the only one. Cause and yeah, likewise, as soon I as he wakes know. up, I'm going to say, Hey man, listen, mm-hmm. Sophia mm-hmm. rocks with me. Okay. Girl, <laughs> Mel, listen, a flat Sprite will do you right. I'm just- That's right, girl. That's I'm- right. And I had one last night. Did you? Yes, oh. ma'am. I went to the grocery store last night and uh, I was like, you know what? Let me get some Sprite. And yeah. I sure did. I put it on the nightstand. I cracked it a little yes! bit. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> and I watched my little Netflix show. That's what I was doing last night. What, what did you watch on Netflix? Oh, my gosh. It's this show called Unbelievable. It's about a... Have you seen it? No, 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 not yet. Apparently it didn't. It's a, a, a limited series. Apparently it um, has been out for a while because I was telling my best friend and she's like, oh yeah, I saw that. And then I was like, you witch. Of course I didn't say witch, <laughs> but I said, and we're texting and I'm like, witch, how did you not tell me about this? And she's like, calm down. I watched it in 2019. Oh um, yeah. Also, oh, <laughs> you're like me too. Cause I am so behind on shows. So oh, yeah. behind on shows. There's like, you're, you haven't seen it. Like there are movies from like, 2015 or so I still haven't seen I'm like oh, likewise listen I don't want to look at it while all y'all are all hyped up about it and talking about it. I want to watch it when I want to watch it that's my rebellious that's, thing that's me I find a show and um I, I find myself though taking time out I don't like to um I don't know if it's I'm getting older I don't know if that's I drive so much for work I can really appreciate a quiet night and a net, a good show or a good movie. That is like, I appreciate that more than going to a fancy restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, don't get me wrong. There's, you know, time and place for everything. I do feel, you know, I celebrate, you know, my friends and my family. So, you know, there's time and places, but if I can have a perfect night, 
it would be at home, covered up, watching a movie or a show. Absolutely. That's my, that's my ideal perfect ending to a day, especially a hard day. Mine too, girl. And don't give me some ice cream in that bed with those covers. Yes. Girl, done it before. Hagen dazs rum raisin. Oh, I am so in love with you right now. <laughs> give me the rum raisin or the coconut um, pineapple. Oh, yes. I, I love, so I am from the islands. So I love coconut. Anything coconut. Okay, I yes. literally go to my coconut man. There's a coconut man here in Orlando and he would literally, he knows me. I will call him up and say, Hey, I'm coming. And he will cut like a bunch of fresh coconuts and pour it into a milk jug for me. And that's my, that's my fresh coconut water for the week. And then he'll scrape out the jelly and jelly, put it in the yes! bag for me. Yes, and then I'll yes. be sitting there. My husband's like, what's floating in your, in your drink. I'm like my coconut jelly. Cause my husband's mm -hmm. American. I'm Trinidadian. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm Jamaican, yeah. So I'm right there with you. Awesome. Oh my gosh. Listen, my brother-in-law is Jamaican and there's always a fight in our household that Jamaica's better and Jamaica <laughs> discovered this and Jamaica discovered yeah. that first and Trinidad stole it. I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> so I, I may have, I, listen, my brother lives in Orlando. I don't even get up to Orlando like that, but I'm coming to see you. You better come see me. You better come see me. I am coming. Well, y'all understand. I love Melissa. She's my new sister. I, I have about, how many sisters? I have five. So I, I have a sixth sister now. Um, awesome. So where can we find you on social media? So on Facebook and Instagram, I'm buy and sell with Mel. And um, then buy my- B-U-Y, right? Yeah, B-U-Y okay. and A-N-D, sell with Mel, M-E-L. Mm -hmm. And then on, um, so that's Facebook and Instagram. And then um, LinkedIn is just Melissa Victor. But, and then I have my website. It's um, www.mmvrealestategroup.com. Awesome. Well, I'll and, uh oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm, no, I'm sorry. And all, when you click on any of those things, that phone number is my direct line. It doesn't okay. go to a person. It doesn't go to an office. It goes directly to me. So when you're calling, you're talking to me. You're talking to the broker owner. You will never get a receptionist. I just believe that, you know, I believe in being, you know, I've dealt with people where the broker's behind a glass door. And even as a realtor, I work for you and I can't even talk to you because for some reason you're behind a glass door and you're so much better than everybody. And you're a broker and your name's on the building and you think you have this Oh, talk to the office manager. Oh, talk to this person, not with me. When you need me, when you need to talk to me, you're talking directly to me. Oh. So that's also something to keep in mind. All those emails, if you join my, if you sign up on my website and get the sign up on the newsletter, all those emails come to me directly. So that is another thing about me. I like to deal with all my clients. Um, you know, I know one day I'm going to get bigger and have to have, um, you know, some more help. But I still want to be 100% involved. I still want to be the one that does the consultation. I want to be the one that shows up to the presentations, whether you're selling or buying your house or whatever the case may be. So that is something that, um, and that's another reason why I don't want to grow into this big, huge firm, because it's like a big church. The mm -hmm. pastor can't know everybody. Exactly. Um, so, you know, yes, I'm grateful and I'm grateful to God and, you know, everybody wants to grow and get big and I want to get big to a certain extent. And I'm very grateful where I am now and comfortable where I am now. Um, I want to grow and, and bring more things that will help my clients. Like I am doing, um, 
this launch with Credit Botox. It's going to be a six-month course. It's launching on um, Black Friday. It's going to be very affordable. Basically, you're going to work personally with me and Jennifer, who owns Credit Botox. We are going to guide you. Jennifer is going to work on your credit. I am going to help you get prepared to buy a home. Within six months, or if you graduate from the program sooner, I am gifting you $500 at the closing table towards your closing cost. Wow. Just for graduating this program. That is, and I am not charging you a transaction fee. So you're saving $1,000. There's no gimmicks. There's no in-betweens. There's no, it's just, if you stick with our program and you graduate from our program and you use me as your agent to purchase your home, this is my way of saying thank you. And the program is very affordable. I don't even think it's $100 a month. And for Black Friday, we're going to have a buy one, get one or something <laughs> spectacular. So well, definitely I have a link that. to that too. So I'll be so happy to support that effort. Awesome. Yay. Well, thank you so much, Mel, for visiting with us today. And I just wish you well. I am praying in agreement for you to get bigger and better and greater because you certainly deserve it. Thank you. Thank you, Sophia. Thank you to the listeners. Um, Again, I'm always available. If you have any questions, I'm the type of person that you can call me and just ask me a question. I won't be calling you every day. Hey, you're ready to buy a house. Hey, you're ready to buy a house. No, it's, it's more to life than that. Um, It's a big decision and I don't care what part of the world you're in. Um, You know, you just need good advice because unfortunately everybody, everybody's not going to think about your best interest. They're going to think about their pockets and their commission. Um, So if you need anything, you can always reach out. And um, thank you for having me. I hope to be back on. And Sophia, we are bonded for life now, girl. Absolutely. So you're stuck with me. Oh, no problem. No problem (laughs) at all. All right. Well, thank you so much again for having me. This has been amazing and I needed this. I really needed it. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Authentic Wellness Podcast. We've had the conversation. You have the information. The question is, what are you going to do with it? See you in the next episode.